Who should be able to decide what should and shouldn't be said online? Should there even be this existence of censorship on platforms such as Twitter or Instagram? In this podcast, our group discusses the controversial issue of whether social media platforms should be moderated or policed, as well as what kind of content should be censored through the application of ethical theories and its principles. Ethics is a conscious reflection on our moral beliefs to define acceptable human behavior through examining the motivations and consequences of our actions. Since content moderation is not so cut and dry, Using ethics, we can explore the pros and cons of social media moderation. Arguing for the moderation of social media is Melissa Brand, Natalie Labeo, and Michael Ramos. Meanwhile, arguing against the moderation of social media is Isabella McKayan, Alejandra Serrano, and Matthew Madsen. Hi, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Melissa Brand, and today I will be discussing the ethical podcast of social media moderation for my ethics class. Contemporary Moral Issue, Ethical Podcast Assignment. Topic, should social media platforms be moderating or policing user-generated content? If so, what kind of content should be censored? For instance, is it morally permissible or even obligatory to delete or flag a post merely for containing false information? Why or why not? Social media is a prevalent way for an average person to gain some relevant information that is in the news without having to source the news directly for its accuracy. For example, we see a link on the statistics for recent COVID cases in our community, yet the story is not from a local news outlet such as Cron4. There have been publications from local hospitals or school districts that keep us informed vaguely on current cases and we oftentimes read them and continue on. A lot of people don't take the time to fact check every article they read for statistical accuracy. We rely on the many apps we have for short answers to our questions. Personally, I would like to take the statistics of COVID-19 cases from my school district website for accuracy, rather than go to Contra Costa County to see if the information is accurate or not. This is a level of convenience we have all grown accustomed to. Moderation of social media needs to be maintained when there is a public safety risk and not used for censorship of opposing political views, as there is during election time. Freedom of opinion and freedom of speech are all very valid rights we have as individuals. Everyone is entitled to the right to disagree with someone else's social media post. At times, we might post content because we want to have a conversation, or perhaps we want to spark a debate within our followers. This is not a crime, nor is this grounds for a page to be monitored. This is basic human interaction. Social media moderation should be considered only when there is a public safety risk, such as verbal threats to a person or organization. Sutter County Sheriff's Office made an arrest after teens posted on social media there would be a shooting. This source comes from the Sacramento Bee article written by Michael McGough. Law enforcement was able to use the IP address to track the suspect down, parents had given consent to search the suspect's residence, and now the youth is being booked into juvenile hall on numerous charges. In the high-tech era we live in, there are now various outlets that can detect and mitigate social media risks. 
This could be used for business, community organization, a sports team, or any type of group that would deem appropriate. For example, e-com surveillance software offers solutions to see potential high-risk behaviors. In a quote listed from the web webpage of e-commerce surveillance, e-commerce surveillance solution can help your firm detect and mitigate the risks effectively and efficiently to protect your business. This particular company offers moderation of single risk red flags, such as insider trading and fraud, while they also offer algorithms for behavioral patterns of employees. The concept of moderation on social media is very practical considering how posts are published in real time. However, the audience needs to take ownership of what it reads and how this translates into what is real and what isn't. Especially as adults, we need to take responsibility on how we view mass amounts of information we have at our fingertips. This is where I believe our own character comes into play. Personally, I am only going to take a political post at face value. I am not going to have them be the determining factor on what I believe because in order to make sound judgments on people or topics, I like to have a multitude of solid facts to base it off of. I hope after listening to this podcast, you consider the topics as objective and not something that should be blindly implemented across social media platforms. Thank you for tuning in. segment on answering whether social media platforms should be monitorizing or policing user-generated content, and if so, what should be censored. In addition to answering, is it morally permissible to delete or flag a post that contains false information? Social media is a place where a person can connect with others, such as family, friends, their favorite creators, brands, etc. Moderation is essential to ensure a safe overall experience. Social media moderation focuses on what is posted and reviewed and filters out what can or cannot be posted by users on a particular platform. Guidelines are set in place for every social media platform to ensure a great experience is had from everyone that signs up and is involved within that social media platform. Anything that is posted on that platform that is not allowed will be filtered out. Once a post is flagged or reported, then it is up to the moderators to delete or allow that post to be seen. My intake is that social media platforms should be monitorizing what is being posted on their site to ensure 
that their guidelines are being followed, in addition to filtering out harmful or offensive content that may be uploaded. The content that should most definitely be censored and or taken down is anything that is disturbing, for example, gore, violence, nudity, etc. When it comes to a post that contains false information when claimed to be true, the post should be tagged as false information. It is morally permissible to, ta- to flag a post that contains incorrect information since the post can be misleading. I don't favor the deletion of posts that do contain false information, but labeling it as misleading is enough to give people a choice to investigate the content or not. I hope this was insightful. Thank you for listening. Hello, my name is Michael Ramos. I am arguing for moderating and policing user-generated content. People of the internet have so much to say about many different topics, but are all comments or replies appropriate? No, because some, or sometimes we can say many, say prejudiced comments, post false information, or sometimes consider hate within their words. Moderating or policing user-generated content could really be for the better good because we do not need a prejudice false information or hatred spreading all over the internet. In order to not let these keep on being posted on the internet, we simply delete or flag them because there's no significant or contribution of letting these things go by. The people here in the United States may have free speech, which is said in the First Amendment on the, con- on the Constitution, and people may think the idea of flagging or deleting posts would be immoral in our Constitution. But are you saying we should protect the prejudice information or hatred that people like to spread all over the internet continue people all over the place are influenced by the internet and a lot of people were more on the internet in the recent years because of covid19 in this year in this recent year of 2021 an article called hate speech on social media content moderation and context said studies thus far indicate that speech that denigrates and generates discriminatory animus against social groups such as immigrants or religious minorities does increase the risk of real-world violence against them. This is a good study because this was studied this year and it's true that things that are said on the internet can really affect the real world. Either the person that said the negative comment or people who have read it. People may may sometimes accidentally follow the false information that's said on the internet or some people can get angry and violence might stir up in groups. Should the First Amendment really protect false and prejudice and hate hate information on the internet? If we are to talk about morals, I don't think it would be very good to protect them because if we were to allow them to continue, then we are just promoting them across the web. People will be led astray and follow the false information unless they really find it true to hate on another group of people. We all have the freedom of choice when we have options to do something, but we can also be fed false information about these options that we are given. On PewResearch.org, it it said, 
2016 study that analyzed 376 million Facebook users' interactions with over 900 news outlets found that people tend to seek information that aligns in their views. This makes many vulnerable to accepting and acting on misinformation. People who are narrow-minded can really follow false information on the internet, which brings in the words led astray. People should be given truth and only truth. False information just causes discord, which is then can also bring in and relate to prejudice and hatred all over the internet. So I am going to ask you this. Would you listen, read, and, and enjoy information that you know is false, prejudice, and full of hatred? Hi, my name is Isabella McKayan, and I am arguing on the side against moderation of social media. While there are certainly questionable and potentially harmful information in the media, I think that we should treat people as rational beings and therefore they should not be censored. To support this, Immanuel Kant's On Moral Principles describes treating someone as either a mere means or an end in themselves. To treat someone as a mere means is to use another person to attain a specific end, purpose, or goal in a situation. Kant emphasizes that the ends are only relative because the other person's worth depends on what desired results can be produced for us. And on the other end of the spectrum, to treat someone as an end in themselves is to regard them as deserving respect as a rational being. So in this case of moderating social media, when we censor people online, we would be defying the principles of Kantianism since we would not be treating them as rational beings with rational thoughts. People would simply be treated as a sort of mere means, where only when social media moderators agree with someone's posts do they keep them online, but when the moderators disagree, their posts are in danger of removal. And I think overall, Kantianism rests on the fact that we do believe that everyone is deserving of respect, and consideration. And if we were to censor people, we would automatically be silencing opinions that might be actually helpful and substantial. Even if a post might contain false information, we should not resort to censorship. If anything, we should offer our own thoughts against this initial claim and nurture counter speech, which is speech responding to speech. And I think it's important to have a spectrum of opinions in order to even find an inkling of what is objectively true. And I find that we tend to discover the truth when we hear each other out and practice tolerance and treat others as an end in themselves. While misinformation can certainly be harmful, so is the lack thereof in information, and this is why social media platforms should not be moderated or policed. Hello everyone, I'm Alana Serrano, and I'll be speaking about how moderation should not be constructed on the social media platforms for censoring, deleting, and flagging comments. So our previous discussion is, should social media platforms be moderated or have generated content? And I'm on the against side in this argument, 
And so far, I would have to say that social media is a place where we can speak our minds freely and just post whatever we want. The whole purpose, of course, is for everyone to see publicly our accounts if it's not private. We all have a position to either just have our friends, view our stories, or certain people. When it comes to having a system where they can delete and flag our information that is not true or can lead to false rumors or misinformation is a whole different story. Why should that be banned? How do they know if it's false? So we all might say, like, what's their real purpose? Although we all may all know what their real purpose is for this to be evaluated, I believe that everyone has to know, well, they already have to know what they post before doing anything. It all comes down to the person by making that action, by publishing what they do, what they say, or what they want. Right now, a lot of things are been releasing all over the place. The internet, new icons being created, apps, so many things. It's always been that way from the very beginning. We always have to check our phones every second, every minute, because we're so attached with our devices that we have to know what's going on around the world with our friends around the area locations instagram facebook and snapchat and all others are a place where we can connect with our friends and also just catch up with one another it's a way to just keep us distracted but it always takes upon our time why should things be be taken out of proportion why should it have to be taken on the negative side why can't we just focus on the positive side like utilitarianism it's an example that we learned because it's focusing on the outcomes but the positive outcomes not the negative it outdoes the bad side of it all it just focuses on the good side according to a source that i came across on about why government should not regulate media moderation is because at first we all know that there's going to be guidelines everywhere social media allows information to be shared with friends and followers and should be allowed to take discussion and take place upon a shared information it's not just platforms it's also the publishers stated in this source they provide the means of a large numbers of people to produce and consume information both the producers and consumers are involved so basically it's the publishers that should be aware on what they do or say and also it shouldn't be taken to a an extreme in a way because regardless things will get bigger and bigger and will continue the same thing sometimes it can't be stopped it just keeps going and going and going without us even knowing but at the same time We all know that the internet is the internet. It's never going to go away. It's always going to get bigger. That's why machine intelligence is involved as well. Because other information is being spread out. And others are denying things or acknowledging it. Like all of our opinions and feelings. And just the way we think of things all comes back to that. So it only gets bigger and it only gets different in a way where it just keeps expanding. So overall, my against side of moderation shows that it shouldn't be taken out of proportion and just focus on the positive sides 
on social media and what it brings out and not just target or navigate things that can be seen very different and just have to make sure what we do or what we say that's why it shouldn't be so i lied thank you Matthew Madsen. In this topic, I will be discussing the moderation of social media content by my ethics class, Contemporary Moral Issues. Our topic is, should social media platforms be moderating or policing user-generated content? If so, what kind of content should be censored? For instance, is it morally permissible or even obligatory to delete or flag a post for merely containing false information? Why or why not? In this discussion, I will be against moderation of social media as I explain my argument. Lack of moderation of social media content prevents censorship that may harm and in fact propagandize its users. For example, while graphic, the release of videos exposing police brutality is horrifying, although ignoring it doesn't mean it exists. Exposing this issue to the public's eyes allows us to correct injustices that we may not see or experience in our daily lives. While user content can help fight against the big six media companies posting biased consumers all the time, almost, it can act as a double-edged sword as posting false information dependent upon whether the info they post comes from a reliable source, meaning there's also a good chance for disinformation to spread as well. We also need to recognize how social media is moderated. Several anonymous employees belonging to whichever social media company they work, such as Facebook and YouTube, are tasked with long hours of viewing posts and videos flagged of inappropriate content. Their objective is to decide if this content should be banned from viewership due to its disturbing material. The problem is, employees given this task complain they are suffering from post-traumatic distress disorder. In fact, over two years ago, Facebook had a lawsuit for not protecting its 15,000 content viewers through the third-party sites to prevent them from seeing obviously disturbing content. Neither are they provided therapy or any psychological help for their job. What I'm playing here is possibly a consequence of moderating media. Someone has to monitor them. Perhaps we can find a better way to moderate without sacrificing the mental health of some workers. While at the same time, the same media that moderates its posts can also post misinformation, I believe it's better to at least have a social media lack of moderation as to allow individual journalists to combat misinformation. Overall, I believe it is up to the users themselves to fact check everything you read. Clearly, you should read the whole article and not the title itself as it's misleading. So make sure you proofread everything and take some of it with a grain of salt. It is up to you if you want to prevent misinformation by keeping an open mind and remaining educated throughout our whole lives. Thank you for tuning in to my say about this podcast. I hope this podcast gave you a new perspective. Thank you and I hope your day is going great. With the infinite and vast ways our internet media is evolving, there certainly needs to be a set of rules we abide by when we choose to speak online. Ultimately, cooperating with various norms and standards is what brings order to society and allows it to function in the way it has. 
In the end, there is no universal set of standards of acceptable speech that would cover the diversity of online media. Whether there should be social media moderation or not, and the extent of this moderation is still up for debate. However, the majority of our team believes there should be moderation online. While censorship would be difficult, almost impossible to fully enact, weeding out problematic, offensive, and unwanted content would be the greatest good for the greatest number. Thank you for listening to our podcast and we hope you enjoyed it. 